everybody and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice podcast and I am your host Shanice. I hope everybody's having a good night tonight. Um, tonight we will be reviewing another episode of Cruel Summer. We have made it to episode eight. So we got two more episodes to go. I am hitting you guys with two podcasts back to back. We're going to knock this episode out and then we will review. If you are enjoying the Narco series, we're going to review episode six of Narcos as well. So let's get into the show. So I have to admit, I liked this episode. They didn't really do too much. It was a Jeanette episode, so it was her turn. So we do know next week will be all about Kate. But I liked it because it filled in a lot of blanks that we've been filling it, been been looking for. We see why Mallory and Jeanette fell out, and we got a lot of closure on little things that we have been looking for. So I was feeling this episode as well. Um, it opens up as is usual. These events are about to unfold, take place on August 30th, 93, 94, and 95. So now we're no, now we know it's the beginning of the school year, it's the first day of school. So we see how the school year started and how the whole so now we basically got how the whole summer went. So we know what took place in the summer, it's, it's school time. So now we, we, we see how everything kind of unfolded basically. So, yeah, the opening scene is starts off a little different this time. You know, normally it opens up 93, but we went straight into 1994 for the opening scene. And uh, Mr. Turner, he's upset. He's hurt because, for number one, his wife just left him. And he's been taken up for his daughter because Jeanette is a daddy's girl. They have a really close bond, and he believes in her. And he was hurt because he now knows that she lied to him about having a key. Then she basically broke into his job and stole, well, not broken. You know, they snuck into his job, and it could have cost him losing his job. And basically, she's been lying, and she's still lying because he like, just be honest. How many times, I understand you guys, your kids, you're playing pranks, you, you, you play hide and seek, we get it. Have you ever been back in the house? She's still lying, saying, no, it was only one time, and he like, you better hope Vincent and Mallory says the same thing, and then she's like, you know, is mom coming home? He's like, I'm working on it. So he's all over the place. His wife just left left him. He found out his daughter is lying and she could be a part of a crime, even though he wants to believe her. And then we go to 1993 and they are all sitting at the kitchen table. They're still their normal, happy family. Jeanette's really happy. She's got those braces off. She's starting to glow up, even though she is very pretty with her glass, with her um braces. I like braces, but anyway, she, um, <clears throat> She's all happy, you know, she's getting her glow up, and she's, they're all happy, and, her, you know, her dad's telling her, you look beautiful, she's like, dad, you have to say that, you're my dad, and you know Cindy happy, honey, because she want Jeanette to be in the popular crowd like she was when she was in high school, and then we're now seeing that, you know, Derek is getting ready to go away to college, so we go to, that's 1993, then we get strict to the next scene, and it's the proof scene. So Jeanette is sitting there with her father and her attorney, and she basically gives them the printout of the chat that um, Kate was having with her sister. And she's seen that, you know, Kate, she didn't actually get kidnapped. You know, even though she was technically kidnapped, but she didn't get kidnapped like he just snatched her off the street. She went to Mr. Martin's, to Martin's house 
um, willingly, basically. So basically the her whole story of how everything came along, it's, it was all a lie is that she gave a fake perception, even though she ended up was captive and kidnapped in the long run. She went there willingly and you know, her story doesn't coincide with what she was saying in the public generally. So the lawyer like, okay, okay, maybe we can work with this, but she's still not pretty much too enthusiastic, but she's like, yeah, we can work with it, because this is a really big story, and it, the headlines are everywhere, this is a small town, so, you know, it's a really big deal, and then we jump straight to, oh, and Kate, um, Jeanette says, you know, it proves that Kate's a liar, so it's still much more to come out, blanks are getting filled in, but it's still a lot that's going, they're going to show, and I do believe it's going to be on your perspective. I think it's going to end up with being on your perspective. And by we only have two episodes left, I'm hoping that we get some type of closure. May, uh, maybe if they do have a season two, it'll show them going into their court hearing for the trial. Because it does show a preview of them sitting in the courtroom. So I'm hoping that even though it may be a season two, that they just don't leave us with all these cliffhangers. I'm hoping they give us some type of closure, right? So then we go to the next scene and it is 1994 and Jeanette and Vincent are sitting in her minivan and he's like, I can't believe your mom didn't take the minivan with her. She like, yes, yeah, a lot of things she didn't take with her because let's be real, even though her mom was going through a lot, you still don't leave your, okay, you leave your husband. That's one thing, but you want to leave your kids, especially your daughter, no matter if she right or wrong, that's still your daughter. And you leaving her with a whole town hater. She getting bullied. Come on now, mom. So she like, you know, she's hurt by that. Cause she was close with her mom and she likes a lot of things. Um, she didn't take with her and she basically want Vincent to skip school with her because she know when she walks in school she always wanted to be a part of the popular crew she know everybody about to be looking at her crazy and bullying her so he's like let's just go in it let's just go in I'm here for you I got your back Vincent is her day one Vincent is a real friend he's always been he's he's got her back so he like you know what I got you we can do this she really don't want to go in there <clears throat> And then we go straight to the next scene and they walk into school. It's still 1994. So it's the first day of school, mind you. And you know, everybody's coming back for summer. So you got Jamie, he's sitting there with his crew, him and, um, his best friend, his best friend, you know, he didn't got his glow up on, you know, buffed on up football players. So the girls are looking at him, but you know, him and uh, Vincent, they have their own thing. So he kind he's not even paying them no attention. He looking at Vincent and they kind of lock eyes. And then you got the two Stooges girls. They sitting there like, is that Jeanette Turner? I call them the two Stooges. We see they got another couple girls to their flock now and they're sitting there laughing at Jeanette. Jamie kind of looks at Jeanette because Jamie still got feelings for Jeanette. Let's just keep it real. As soon as Kate was gone, he fell for Jeanette. He was looking at Jeanette when they was locked up in um at the at the little um police part in the mall. He he been looking at her since she had the braces on. So you know he he got feelings for Jeanette. So he kind of looking at her, but he's still playing it hard, basically letting them laugh at her because he's he's the popular guy. If he wanted to stop it all, he got to say is leave her alone, and it would stop. But he kind of lets it go on. Um, Jeanette and Vincent they kind of hold hands and walk in because Vincent, he's our friend to the end. Then we go to the first day of school year for 1993. And Jeanette's mom, uh, she drops her off in her little minivan. 
New year, new you, boo. So she walks up in there. Jeanette was pretty with the with the braces and the glasses anyway. But, you know, she's excited. It's her first day of school. She just came after a summer of doing pranks and, you know, opening up. You could tell probably opening up more, having fun. But she's like over the pranks. Like, hey, you know, that was summer. It's school. You know, I'm, I'm a little over it. And here comes. Look, I know she's a teenager in the show. And to be fair, I'm talking about the character. So if I talk about the character, not the actress, because she's doing a really great job at, um, at this part because I can't stand her as the character. But you got Little Witch Mallory coming over there and Vincent like, hey, you know, what's up? She instantly sees Jeanette still got Kate scrunchy. She get the going off on her, which... I am going to keep it real. It is a little weird that Jeanette is walking around with the scrunchie. Jeanette's a little upset, obsessed with Kate. But if you kind of go back to the middle school days, what girl didn't want to be a part of the popular crowd and probably try too much? Even though Jeanette is a little extra with it and a little more extra goofy with it, we all been there, right? Here comes um, Mallory barking on her and barking at her. You can tell um, Jeanette's kind of getting tired of it, you know, and she's like, oh, we got one more thing to do. And she's like, you know, that was the summertime, you know, and Mallory isn't trying to hear it. She's just a little bossy witch. I'm not going to say B. I'm going to change it with a W and put witch. She's just mean. You know, Mallory is a really big bully. I just, I, ugh, I don't like her. And so they kind of go into the school after, you know, she kind of goes along with it like, okay, I'll do it. You can tell she doesn't want to do with it. Peer pressure, peer pressure. You can tell she doesn't, she's over the pranks and Mallory's like, we got this one thing to do and we're going to do it basically. And the one more thing, the ironic thing of it is, is that soon as Mallory got the chance to hang with Kate, oh, now she's just Kate's her superhero. So you can see the little hypocrisy in it. You know, Mallory is just a bully and we all knew those girls in school right then we go straight to 1995 and Jeanette has finally met up out to um lunch or you know at a diner to meet up with her mom they kind of talk and they're talking about you know how she left and also how you know she brought her a gift because she's been over in Paris traveling and she like wow you you just you're just having fun huh and she was like no hun it was for work but you still left your daughter no matter if it was for work or not no matter how important work is you left your daughter at a time when nobody should leave their kids right so you know Jeanette tells her that she's dropped out she like you what you know your dad told me you dropped out what are you thinking and it probably was hard for her to go to school with everybody bullying her and everything she was taking in. So she kind of asked her, you know, are you sure you want to go with, go ahead with this lawsuit? You know, you're suing, you know, a victim, a kidnap victim. But at the same time, you know, if, if Jeanette is telling the truth, because we don't know yet, if Jeanette is telling the truth, her whole life was turned upside down for something that she didn't do, even though we don't know. But I'm just saying, like, if it's on Jeanette's side and she knows she's telling the truth, she knows she didn't see Kate, her life was turned up down for no reason. So if she's totally innocent, yes, ma'am, she, she has every, every right to sue the Wallaces if she was in the right. We don't know yet, because that's kind of up in the air. One week I might go for Kate, like, uh, Kate could be telling the truth, but I'm a little bit on Jeanette's side, but Jeanette is just a goofball sometimes. Sometimes you just want to go through the TV and be like, Jeanette, stop it. Quit going in his house. Quit quit doing this. You know, you, you just be yelling like, come on, girl. And then we go to 1995, and 
Jamie is trying to get a job at the bar. And Angela basically tells him, no, we can't hire people with the record, you know, be around the cash and everything. But we still don't know why he has a record. That's kind of up in the air because we haven't got to that part yet. Then we go to 1993. So, yeah, we get to 1993 and they are all sitting at the, the lunchroom table as the, the two stooges and it's um Jamie and his best friend why can't i think of his name hold on one moment ben i had to think about it like what is his name ben so yeah they're all sitting at the lunchroom table they're kicking it they're talking and here comes Jeanette, and they're like and they're like hey freak you know they're messing with her but she walks up on you know their conversation and uh, one of the stooges is trying to get ben to go on a date with her but he's like well, she's like, you want to go to the movies? And he like, um, with the crew? And she like, no, you know, me and you. She's trying to shoot her shot. And he like, nah, you know, I got practice. I'm trying to focus. You know, he ain't into her. He uh, kicking it with Vincent. Him and Vincent have, have already started their little secret thing. And, you know, it's that started in the sum that started the year before because Kate's just returned. So she's getting ready to go on the talk show. And, you know, here comes Jeanette and of course, she takes her anger out on her because she just shot her, got shot down. And, you know, those type of girls, they can't take rejection. So she basically takes all of her hurt feelings and put her anger onto Jeanette, calling her a freak and being mean, just being extra for no reason. Then we get to 1994 and I mean, 1995. Sorry, y'all. I know I do that a lot. But with the years switch up, you know, you get a 93, 94, 95. You get it mixed up. But let me correct myself. 1995. Jeanette is just leaving from, you know, lunch, lunch or brunch with her mom. She's upset because, you know, she still loves her mom. Her mom did whatever so she sees the reporter and you know they take pictures this is a small town this is a high profile case so any little picture she has um it's gonna be plastered all over the newspapers and all over the tabloids remember the tabloids be all over the grocery stores and in the 90s those tabloids was everything um so and then Jeanette looking cute she didn't combed her little hair she ain't looking like you know psycho because it's 1995 so she didn't combed her hair and here come Jamie are you okay because Jamie still got feelings for Jeanette I don't care what nobody say even though he punched the mess out of her no he punched the way that he punched her come on now come on now he punched a mess out of her so she like i don't want to talk to you you didn't call me a, a b-i-t-c-h you didn't you didn't black my eye punch me abuse me uh, whatever but Jeanette still she still want to be with she still want to hear what that man got to say so he like look i just need to talk to you meet me in my garage i gotta tell you something i, I need you to hear me out so he pleaded in his case and she like whatever she hop in her van she dips off so, yeah, it's back to 1993, and it's the first day of school in, in 93. So, it's lunchtime. Jeanette walks outside. She's feeling herself. She got those braces off, and here comes Mallory and Vincent, and here goes Mallory. I got the tape. I'm a closer. Let's finish this prank up, and, you know, my girl Jeanette, like, look, kind of don't want to do it. That was the summer. We That was... That was summer fun. Summer's over. I kind of just want to stop. Well, I'm a closer and we're finishing it. <sighs> okay. So she basically put her rules down. You know, it's Mallory rules. She's the head crew of the clique. So she puts her authority down and, you know, Jeanette's like, okay, 
Um, I gotta gotta talk to this person and I'll be in there. So as soon as they walk in, um, you know, Mallory give her demands of where they have to meet at, give her her, you know, their, her drill sergeant rules. They walk in there and Jeanette notices the two stooges sitting with Jamie and Ben. So they sitting there and, you know, Jamie like, have y'all talked to Kate? I made her late for her birthday. I feel kind of bad. She might be mad at me. The two stooges, they're like trouble in paradise. It's, it's okay. She's probably just at home doing homework. You know how Kate is. So I'm, I'm thinking Kate, you know, she's the all around good girl. She's probably, you know, the way how they said it, she's probably doing homework or whatever. So this is out of the ordinary for her to miss school. So, you know, he's he's kind of thinking. Then when he gets up and walks away, you know, saying, I'm going to go call her. You got Jeanette sitting there stalking, ear hustling. And she hurry up and stands up because she want him to see them braces gone, honey. But he don't even look at her like that. He just kind of look and smile because he got an attraction to her. And he's like, hey, Jailbird, kind of give her that little quick flirt and walks away because you know he's still in the cater or whatever so that just makes her day she smiles and he walks away remember that middle school them high school days but then we go to the next scene and we back at 1994 Jeanette's running out to her little minivan Vincent being a down friend like he is he runs after her like don't let them chase you off don't worry about what they think you know he's trying to get her to come back to school and she like I can't do this you know I, I can't take it everywhere I go. I'm getting these looks. They calling me names. And here come Jamie. So Vincent see Jamie. And here he go running. I'm like, Ooh. I'm like, Vincent, slow down. I don't want you to get beat up. Because Jamie, Jamie can knock Vincent. I understand you want to walk walk slowly but he walks up to him and, and and he tells him off and he tells him everything he told him he told no lies you know you could stop this you you can tell them to stop you basically letting her get bullied and jamie do feel bad but he don't he don't know himself if he team kate or team jeanette you know and at the end of the day this is right after he just this this is kind of right after he punched her you know it was just at the midsummer when he did that so you know Vincent tell him off like leave her alone she you know you did this you did that you turned your back she don't need you to look after her I got her I know that's right Vincent just don't get beat up boo don't get beat up then we get right to the next scene and Jamie is sitting in a car. It's 1994 and he got his favorite thing in his hand, which is that bottle. Then we go right to the next scene. That was a quick one. We go right back to 1993 and the kids are getting ready to do their prank. You have Mallory and Vincent sitting there. They're waiting on Miss Jeanette. And by she late showing up to the party, here come which Mallory you took forever and she like dang I have to go to the bathroom is is that allowed can I can I go use the restroom uh Miss Mallory can I use the restroom damn so she gave her marching orders and uh Jeanette's getting tired of it she basically like look who who died and, and made your boss ma'am and she like everybody did so she walk in she don't think nothing of it but Jeanette kind of got that that look so anyway she go in there to, to finish her prank and then the, the the two they kind of split up to be the lookout guards make sure nobody comes so she don't get in trouble so then we we stay on this scene and then um here comes Ben and he kind of walks up to um <clears throat> 
to Vincent and he, he you know he's kind of trying to start a conversation with him and Vincent don't really know what to say because Ben is a part of the popular crowd and they really never really had no conversations at this time they had that one conversation where he gave them a good idea about how to do the prank uh, when they did the water balloons and all of that. So that's pretty much the only interaction they had. So he can tell Ben's trying to start a conversation and he's just like, he don't know what to say. So he like, your mom died out of nowhere, which that was a little awkward. But anywho, they, he like, if you ever, my mom passed away too. So if you ever want to talk, you know, I'm here. They go into the, um, uh, gym, you know, they sit in there on the bleachers and they, they bond over, you know, talking about how each of their moms passed. And Vincent does say his mom passed of a car accident. And uh, Ben says how his mom died of cancer and he had to watch her pass. But, you know, with certain things that he wished he could have told her. And then they kind of bond and, you know, touch, touch hands and have their moment. Then we go to the next scene. And Jeanette and Jamie, they're having them a moment. Because Jeanette shows, she showed up in the, at the garage like we knew she was, honey. Jeanette was going to go to that garage and see what Jamie wanted. So she go and she tell him off like, you know, you did this and you did that as she should, right? And, you know, he apologizes to her, giving her his reason why he did it. And she basically saying, you know, they kind of had him a little moment. I don't know why I kind of. Kind of like, I don't know. Never mind. I'm going to keep my opinion to myself to the end of the season. We got to see how it play out. But his little cute eyes get, get the water and up. You know, we, we ain't forgot that punch. But Jamie's a cutie. And his eyes get the water and up. And she like, so who do you believe now? Do you believe me or do you believe her? Like, pick a side. So she basically just letting them know, you know. But we ain't forgot that punch. Because that punch, that, that punch was hard. Like, you know how you might see a punch on TV? He punched a mess out of her to where you know how I kind of felt that in my face. Like, that was that was brutal. That was abuse. So then we go back to 1994. And Mr. Turner, he trying to beg Miss, Miss, Mrs. Turner back. He like, Cindy, come on. It's not good, but come back home. And, you know, he's hurt because he found out she has... She had the key all along and she was telling the truth. But, you know, Greg, he wanted his baby back. So he on the phone trying to tell Cindy, like, come home. Let's work this out as a family. Okay, I'm, my eyes are open. I got the message. She had the key. But come back home and let's go through this as a family, you know. And Jeanette walks in on that. And she, she sees that, you know, all of this is the cause of all the basically starting from the prank when they went and they stole the key from her dad's job and he, you know he's frustrated he look at her he like what you doing home because you know at you know he's hurt and she like i'm not going back i'm dropping out and he like who are you what happened to you because jeanette did do a drastic change 1993 she was just you know the little good girl daddy's girl family girl you know, really didn't do too much, kind of goofy. 1994, she goes to being a popular, uh, popular girl. She gloomed out. And in 1995, you know, she takes these drastic changes, you know, with Kate, with her changes. You can see where she's coming from. She's caught her mom having an affair. Her mom be dogging her out. Then she got kidnapped and, you know, tortured and all that stuff. So you can kind of see where her changes, like, why they're so drastic. But Jeanette, you know, her changes were really drastic as well. So then we go back to 1993. And anytime 
Jeanette sees any of the Wallaces, there she goes to run and stalk. So she, you know, hears the heels and sees that it's Joy Wallace. And Joy Wallace is going into the Mr. Martin's office. So she, instead of um, looking after Mallory being a lookout, she goes to follow Mrs. Wallace to eavesdrop. So we see, you know, that's how she found out that Kate was missing. So that's one of our closed doors. You know, we, we was like wondering, like, you know, let's get some closure. So we did get closure and we see how she actually found out that Kate was actually missing. You know, and she kind of got the gist of everything from ear hustling from out the office. So then we go straight to, you know, uh, Kate's mom walks in and she like, have you seen my daughter? And then we go straight to 1995 and Angela walks in and, you know, she, you know, checks Greg because she's now her and Cindy has had a conversation. So she know like she like, hey, you left your husband. I didn't take your husband. She like, is that what he told you? And, you know, she finds out about the key and everything. So she checks Greg and basically make a long story short skip over that part he like look that was my high school sweetheart that is done she abandoned us she left she did leave let's keep it real she left and he lost his job we know he lost his job you know he going through all this stuff with his daughter he needed somebody too i, I i'm not i'm not just gonna it is what it is so him and Angela they have a moment and he like that was my high school sweetheart but you know you've been here you ain't went nowhere you didn't have my back I, I want you so that's their part to wrap that part up and then we go straight to the next scene and Joy Wallace is back into the office is right back in 1993 so she telling Mr. Martin you know Kate ran away um I want to know if you can kind of check around check the attendance line and see if she's in class because she didn't come home we waited up late for her and she went to martin in my opinion because he brought her home remember he caught her that one night uh drunk and he brought her home so she didn't already learn okay they, they invited him on the little trip at the at the um cabin so he been around and she like no we like to keep our our family secrets on the hush so we, i need you to just kind of see if she's in school because you know we, we don't we don't like loudness we like to keep everything quiet and to be fair that's not out of the ordinary from like rich families that's how they are and then a lot of stuff back in the day whatever goes on and i'm not saying it's right but they used to say whatever goes on in my house stays in my house and a lot of rich people because you know they they have money her husband is a um ex-nfl player in the show so like when you come for money it'd be all kind of closed secrets in those house if you never noticed rich kids be like if you ever knew what really goes on in this house so that is how rich people act they like hey what goes on in my house stay in my house they try to keep that uh high profile persona like they're perfect so she like i just you know i don't want anybody to know my daughter ran away can you check the attendance line but then when she finds out that she's not even in school she like okay her her mother instinct clicks in for, for five seconds and like no her, she's mad at me okay that that's normal she ran away she might be at a friend house but her not showing up at school that's not kate i, I need to go call to the call the police so then he basically played mind reversal on her and like no if you call the police that'll really make you look ne negligent um we, we can just handle this closed and it's no need for that just because he don't want to get caught because he know kate at his house 
So Jeanette, she's still ear hustling. She hear everything. So that's how she got the scoop. Um, she know more than what people know because she heard what what Joy told uh Mr. Martin. So she run her little goofy. <laughs> Forget Mallory. She's supposed to be looking for Mallory. She running. I mean, she running after Miss Wallace. Mrs. Wallace. Mrs. Wallace. I'm I'm Jeanette. She uh, she like I know who you are. You're Cindy Turner's daughter because. Her and Cindy, it must have been, it's going to end up being coming something out about them too. They probably was rivals in high school or whatever. She looks down on her like, you're Cindy Turner's daughter. And she's like, well, I'm a friend of Kate's. And she's like, no, you're not. She's like, I'm a new friend. No, you're not. I doubt that. Now, isn't that mean for an Mrs. Wallace is a trip, honey. That I mean, even if you felt that way, like I, I know you lying. You ain't my daughter friend. You can tell she want to fit in. You ain't got to do all that to no kid. Even you know, even though you worried, but still, you don't do that to a, a fifteen year old girl. No, you're not. She just kind of like put her down, you know. Just ridiculous. So then we go to the next scene, and then uh, before we go there, Jeanette, oh goofy, but she's sitting there grinning. See, and that's what make you mad about Jeanette. You're like, what is you sitting there grinning for? Like she just got all type of plans. So that sometimes when Jeanette do stuff like that, you do be like, okay, Jeanette, what what kind of stuff was you on? Do you know more than what what you what you said? Cause she just sit there with that little grin, like. Oh, you will. If there's anything I can do to help, you know. But anywho, moving on. So we get to the next scene. And it's 1994. And Greg is starting to go go back to the bar. He's starting to go there every night to get him a beer or whatever. As he should. His wife just left him. He found out his daughter lying. She's in this big kidnapping thing that they're blaming on her so he's sitting there and as he's going there for beers every night to you know cool off him and angela they're getting their flirt on they're starting to bond then here come mr <laughs> here come mr wallace him and him and he, he, he kind of like let me get some change he look over and see his greg they lock eyes we don't know if they about to fight or not but i ain't gonna lie even though Greg might get his butt beat, because let's keep it real, Mr. Wallace is a NFL football player. He a big dude, right? Greg handled it like a G. He sit there like, mm-hmm, just drinking his little beer. Kudos to Greg. <laughs> I like that. He just sit there like, I'm going to sit right here and drink my beer. So, Angela like, what was that about? And he fills her in on it, you know. And then they do like a little quick, a uh, little flash of another Greg and Angela in 1995 having their moment talking about Jeanette really having a key and, you know, all of that. She's like, well, you didn't tell me that. And he explains more about that. Then we go to 1993. And Vincent, he off in the gym, him and Ben, they in there bonding. Uh, Jeanette off stalking Mrs. Wallace, coming up with her own little plans. And then that leaves Mallory. Alone in a room to get caught. Mr. Martin busts in. He goes off. Uh, she tried to come with a quick one and he come right back. No, you're not. That's not the time for that. He sees the videotape. He sees that they have recordings of his house and he freaks out. He goes off on her, tell her he has detention. He ain't buying it. He go off on Mallory. <laughs> so Mallory pissed off. She like, oh my God, I cannot believe these guys just let me get busted like that, right? So she put her super flex mode out like she ready to come. She storm up like she ready to just knock them out, right? So she like, what the actual hell? <laughs> Jeanette ain't thinking about her. She, she think about Kate. I have news. Soon as she mentioned it's Kate, she just get to going. I, I don't give a blink blink about Kate. And 
all this stuff and just get the going off. And what do you know? Jeanette takes up for herself. She finally has had enough. And I loved every minute of it. She like my she told her about herself like you always bossing us around, you always making us do stuff we don't wanna do, etc. etc. And my mom said best friends grow apart too. So Mallory like, oh, so you must want new friends. You don't want to be friends with me and Vincent anymore. Jeanette, like, I ain't saying nothing about Vincent. So Mall- Mallory she get them them teary eyes and get the crying and run away. I didn't feel sorry for her. If you did, no offense. Okay. I didn't feel sorry for her. She's a bully and she's mean. But she um walked away crying as she should. Be, be on the other side for a minute. I don't like bullies. So then we go to 1994 and Jamie is still sitting in his car drinking a bottle. He's a little t- he's really tipsy and Ben hops in the car like, hey, can you give me a ride to the pra- to the field so I can go to practice? And we see, you know, he, he pulls away drunk. Then we go back to 1995 and they're still in the garage, Jeanette and Jamie, and they're talking and he's still apologizing and he like, you know, I felt bad. I was coming to look for you. And then, you know, he talks about, well, you know, him being drunk was the consequences of um, ruining his best friend's career. And then it goes to show us the car accident where he was so drunk and he got into a bad car accident and it, it messed being up. You know, now he he can't even play football. That was sad. That was sad. And then it goes back, back between scenes of him telling Jeanette everything he's been going through about the car accident and then showing us the actual car accident where Ben really got hurt. That was sad. And then it also made us realize, because remember, we never knew if that was in episode one or two when the lawyer asked being like, do you blame Jeanette for what happened to you? We never knew what happened. We, we didn't know because they didn't, we didn't, you know, know anything. But now we see that uh, Jamie was messed up feeling bad for Jeanette and drunk and on his way to go see her and when he got into that accident Ben was the one who got hurt so that basically ruined his football career so that that was closure right there so like I said this episode they, they did give us a lot of closure I enjoyed it myself personally so the next scene is when the ambulance and everyone, the police get there and they arrest Jamie, Jamie for drinking and driving. And Ben is in a stretcher on his way to the ambulance. He's hurt, bleeding all over the place. And Vincent runs up to him. You know, this whole time they've been on the low. Don't nobody even know that they're friends because they always met in secret. And a whole crowd at high school is looking up like, why is he running up? here? so, you know, so hysterical. And, you know, he grabs his hand and, you know, everybody's looking around. And then he's like, I'm going to go to the, to the hospital with you. So even though being want him there, he like, no, don't do that. He pulls away from him. And then, you know, there's probably two reasons why he's hysterical. Remember, he, he, he just got done talking about how his mom died in a car accident as well. And then, you know, he's in love with, with Ben. So Ben pushes them away. He's hurt. But now we see the kids, they noticing that. So they, they kind of like, what's up, what's up with this? Because they've always met in private. So don't nobody even know that they're even friends, let alone, you know, a, a secret boyfriends. You know what I'm saying? So we go directly to the next scene 
as Vincent is hurt, it goes um, to 1995, and you show Ben trying to work out, get his strength up, but he can barely even lift weights because of the accident. So, you know, that basically ruined his his uh, football career, and he's looking at his, his uh, football jacket and his jersey, and, you know, he's pissed off because, you know, when you're a football star, you know, you that could be your career. That could be your future. So we go back to 1995, and they're in the garage, and they're talking, and he's telling her, yeah, I was on my way to see you. You know, I was trying to make it up to you, and I ruined my, my best friend's whole life. So they're talking, and... You know, she's like, it's another, she said, so I, I basically was, you know, the reason you were driving like that, another thing I ruined. And she notices the recorder. So she's like, what is that recorder for? So then we go back to 1993 and Jamie walks out and he see little dad. He like, hey, girl, he like. You, your braces are gone. See, he noticed every little thing. He like, your braces are gone. He like, I remember when I had my braces off. So she like, you wear braces too? So they bond over talking about how they both uh, lost their braces. And Blabbermouth got to tell him, like, I hear Kate's missing. And then he like, huh? Oh, yeah, she didn't come to school. No, they she ran away. And he like, how do you even know this? And she's like, well, I overheard. And, you know, you you know, you always hear about the thriller movies and everything. They always go after the boyfriend first. So I'm just giving you a heads up. And that kind of shakes Jamie up. He like, hold on. I, she she ran away. And he already realized the night before he ruined her birthday party. So he like, I got to go, you know. So he hurry up and takes off. And she's like, okay, I'll see you later. After she didn't opened up her mouth. And now we see that's how that came along that's how when he was like how did you even know she was missing so now that like i said we got this episode we got closure you know um we got the proof they call it uh this this episode was called proof so we got the proof right so then we go back to 1995 and they are in the garage and he's brought the recorder after she asked him for the recorder he tells her like remember on, on christmas eve i got a uh, message on my answer machine with a whole bunch of noises so when he said christmas eve something just it just clicked in her head. So I want to know what happened on Christmas Eve. That's that's something we're going to have to look out for. Something happened on Christmas Eve. Because before he even played it for her, she like, hold on, Christmas Eve, play it, play it. He like, oh, it's nothing. She like, I said, play it. You know, she can call, you know, you, you know, you, you get back with your men, you can kind of call the shots. So she like, I said, play it. So he plays it for her. And we hear, we hear the funny noises. So we, something clicked because in that conversation, Jeanette is like, I gotta go. She goes straight over to Mallory house. Mallory opens the door. Like, what do you want? And she like, look, I don't even want to ask you for no favor, but I need that crystal ball. And she like, what crystal ball? So she's like, I need that crystal ball. And then, um, Mallory, like, if I don't have a crystal ball. And if I did have a crystal ball, I definitely wouldn't give it to you. Now, mind you, I think that was kind of stupid to go to Mallory because even if it is some type of clue that could help you by you letting her know you need it, her and Kate is best friends now. So even if you know you need it, that's going to hurt your case even more because you letting her know that you're on to another clue that they could cover up. Come on, Jeanette. Anywho, Mallory goes upstairs and <clears throat> what do you know? She opens up the box under her bed and she has the crystal ball. Then we get to the final scene and Mr. Martin is going over the prank tape, seeing what all they had on camera and he keeps rewinding it um, to look at himself when he was walking outside of his house. And what do you know? We see Kate 
in the window, if you look at the television good or however you watch it um, on your phone, whatever, if you look really good, you can see Kate in the mirror. So you see she, she's just hanging there. She has she wasn't captive in the basement yet. So she's just hanging out there and you see her in the mirror um, in the window, basically watching him go to work while she sit there. And he gets upset, gets into a rage and gets to stomping on the tape and breaking it into pieces. And that was my recap of Cruel Summer. I hope you enjoyed it. We only got two more episodes left. So we do know next week will be about Kate. We did see the previews. If you didn't see them, uh, say, for instance, if you catch it on the streaming service, I know they don't have it on there. You can always go on YouTube and just uh, put in the previews and it will show it to you. And they had it to where um, Kate is telling her, therapist that you know I wasn't always locked up in the basement so we do know that next week will be all about Kate and then I'm wondering how they're going to do it on um the last one I'm wondering is it going to be but they bring both of them together because you know since it's been come on coming on it's been Jeanette uh, episode one Kate episode two you know back and forth so I'm hoping that you know we know nine is going to be about Kate but episode 10 I'm hoping they kind of bring it together give us a little bit of closure I know that they probably are hoping for a season two so they have to drag something on but come on now you got to give us some type of closure I knew I do know when I was watching the interviews um of jessica bill who's one of the producers on the show she was like when it ends it's going to be like it's not going to be who was right it's not going to be who was wrong it's going to be who what what's perspective you have to look at it like from each perspective so i'm just wondering but me myself i did enjoy this episode i hope you guys did enjoy my recap if you are liking my um pod and if you're into like the soap opera sh shows um i did do a podcast early on a couple weeks back about how good soap operas used to be in the 90s is soap opera talk so if you want to check that out you can if you guys are checking my narcos recaps um i do have another podcast that will be uploading shortly and we will be reviewing episode six of that because i kind of want to go ahead and get through with season one so we can go to season two and then move on to narcos mexico and then get to my favorite show of all snowfall so i'm trying to uh, hurry along and if you love 90s television shows, I hope you caught the pod I dropped last night of my, lo my love of 90s television show. So that was my recap. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm uploading another pod shortly. Tune back in. And don't forget, y'all be safe out there. If you just check me on the Cruel Summer shows, that's cool too. I will see you next week. Have a good night and you guys be safe. Thanks for tuning in. Shanice and she's the one. Her name is Shanice and she's the one.